Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My name is Jenna, and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. I am feeling good about this episode because this is probably going to be one of my favorites. Also kind of nervous about it because it's the first of its kind. So this will be my first spirituality-based podcast episode for you, and I plan to have a ton more because these concepts are really near and dear to my heart. And this episode, you'll get a really awesome introduction to the law of attraction and some other really basic spiritual-based concepts. We'll also go over the emotional guidance scale. And finally, you'll learn how you can improve your mood one step at a time using this emotional guidance scale. The law of attraction, I think, will open up your eyes a little bit if they haven't been already to just how much weight and power your thoughts have over literally every other aspect of your life, your energy, your behaviors, your feelings, your reality. And then the emotional guidance scale will help you with situations when you're really emotional, feeling really negative, and you're trying to feel better, but you feel like you just can't really make any momentum forward. You just continue to stay in that negative zone. So think of those situations when you felt really, really low and someone told you just to think more positively or, well, aren't you grateful for X, Y, or Z? And it really just rubs you the wrong way. So that's what's going on with this scale. And don't even get me started about when someone tells you to calm down when you're really upset, right? That just feels awful. And I know it's one of my pet peeves. And this scale is going to make you understand the reason behind it. So that's going to all make sense right here because of this scale and everything else that I'm going to teach you in this episode. So everything that I'm going to teach you in this episode will gradually, it will help you understand how to gradually move your way out of those bad negative feeling emotions and negative thoughts to a place that feels just a little less overwhelming. So you can literally move your way up and out of a bad place emotionally by using this scale. So just a few things first about the whole spirituality talk. So if the term spirituality rubs you the wrong way, just hear me out. Don't go anywhere yet. I think sometimes people confuse or assume the word spirituality automatically assumes some religion will be discussed. And that is just absolutely not true. It it might be true in some situations, but it doesn't automatically equate to religion being discussed. So my belief, first and foremost, of spirituality is that it can refer to any higher being or guidance system of your own understanding. So for some people, that's God. For some people, it may be angels. It may be something different. It may also just be your inner self or your highest self. It may be your inner guidance system, your soul, source, energy, the universe, whatever you believe in and whatever you want to call it. 
So whatever it is that you feel that guides you, that's what I'm referring to here when we talk about spirituality. And as always with these types of conversations, I encourage you to eat the fruit and spit out the seeds, right? So if something intrigues you, but maybe not all of it makes sense, or some of it seems a little heady, or if something doesn't jive with you completely, that's totally cool. Just eat the fruit and spit out the seeds. So you can still enjoy something and get something really useful out of it without having to devour and consume the entire thing 100%. So take what you love, leave what you don't, and adjust anything else to fit your own needs and your belief system. So if you're with me, that's awesome. We'll go ahead and keep moving forward. So first things first, I'm going to just give you a super brief background as to how I got into some of this spiritual stuff. So to start, I did not grow up practicing a certain religion, and I guess you could say my family tried to get my brother and I into it by going to church every Sunday, but we ended up just playing with our like handheld little Nintendo (laughs) all the time or like punching each other in the pews, and it was just bad. So it wasn't something that was really talked about religion, um, and it wasn't really practiced in my family. So this idea of there being something else out there was kind of always there for me, but I didn't really have an idea specifically as to what that was or what it meant or what form it took. And even though I have a science background, I didn't feel like that totally explained everything either. So I spent a long time just kind of knowing not where I stood and feeling like I was kind of the only one who was in that weird limbo state. And a few years ago, I read a book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And if you haven't read it, then I totally freaking recommend it. It's absolutely one of my favorites. And it introduced me to this concept of there being a greater energy source out there consisting of these guides or these forces almost that have my back and support me. And that was really comforting to me. But still, it didn't necessarily take the form of God, and it didn't necessarily not take the form of God. So it all still felt just really strange and out there to me. So when I read that book, probably for the third or fourth time, somehow that book led me to another recommendation to lead me to Gabby Bernstein's book, Super Attractor. And then Gabby Bernstein soon became my spiritual teacher and my guru. So I dove into her practices headfirst. I did something that she runs every year called a manifestation challenge at the end of 2019. And I feel like I was just forever changed by everything that she was teaching me and all of her practices. So her teachings about spirituality and manifesting, the law of attraction, and just everything that she stands for came to me, I think, at what was the perfect, most divine time. So I just wanted to know as much as I could from her and from the spiritual community. So I went on to read the rest of her books, just wanting to know more and more about this. It led me to learn more about Abraham Hicks, more about the law of attraction, and more about A Course in Miracles, which are all spiritual texts and entities that essentially emphasize a variety of things. But really, one of the most important things is this idea of the law of attraction. So to summarize here, I'm just going to go over, according to the Abraham Hicks website, what it is that all of these entities are kind of summarizing in their teachings. So this is from the Abraham Hicks website. And because this is really at the heart of everything that I learned about spirituality and everything that I continue to learn about spirituality, it's also going to set the foundation for this conversation on the emotional guidance scale and how we come to feel better using that scale. 
So it's super tempting for me to, as I'm just like reading all of these notes about Abraham Hicks and all of the basics of their teachings, it's really tempting for me to like go and go into depth about them even more, but I'll have to save that for another podcast. So just know and bear with me that this just lays the foundation for where this emotional guidance scale is coming from. So on to the summary of teachings from Abraham Hicks. One, you are a physical extension of that which is non-physical. Two, you are here in this body because you chose to be here. Three, the basis of your life is freedom. The purpose of your life is joy. Four, you are the creator. You create with your every thought. So this is where we start to get big into relevance as far as the emotional guidance scale is concerned. So I'm going to repeat that again. You are the creator. You create with your every thought. Number five, anything that you can imagine is yours to be done or do or have. So it's another big one as far as the emotional guidance scale is concerned and just this idea of law of attraction. So again, anything that you can imagine is yours to be or do or have. Number six, as you are choosing your thoughts, your emotions are guiding you. So yep, that's another big one as far as the emotional guidance skill goes. We're getting down to it. So number seven, the universe adores you for it knows your broadest intentions. Number eight, relax into your natural well-being. All is well. All is well is actually one of my favorite mantras of all time, and I say it to myself numerous times a day. It's actually the background on my laptop, so I can be constantly reminded of that. So all is well. It just is one of my faves. So number nine, you are the creator of thoughts on your own unique path of joy. Number 10, actions to be taken and possessions to be exchanged are byproducts of your focus on joy. So that leads us into this idea of the law of attraction, which as far as quantum physics goes, says that everything is vibrating with energy. So the cup of coffee on my desk, the picture frame I'm looking at right now, the computer that I'm using right now to record this audio, everything has a certain energy to it. And you and I, as energetic beings on this planet, we have a certain vibration about us as well. So we either have a really high positive vibration and energy, or we have a really low negative vibration or energy. And of course, all the possibilities in between that spectrum. So the law of attraction, as far as that goes, states that we attract into our lives, whatever it is that we focus on. So if we focus, if we have positive high vibration energy about us, then we will attract positive high vibration experiences, people and things into our lives. And on the contrary, if we have negative low vibration energy about us, we will attract negative low vibe experiences, people and things into our lives. I think that kind of makes sense just intuitively, right? And common sense. So I think with or without the spirituality label on it, um, I think we could all probably get behind the idea that our thoughts have an effect on our outside world. Our thoughts have an effect to some degree on our reality as far as we experience it. So I could go on and on about this, but like I said, I have tons more episodes in my back pocket for you. We are co-creating our realities, people. (laughs) If you believe in the law of attraction whatsoever, then you also must be believing in this idea that you are the creator. So you create what you see and feel and you what you experience with every thought that you have. So on to the next teaching of Abraham Hicks, 
Therefore, anything that you can't imagine is yours to be or do or have, meaning based on what your energy is and what your vibrations are at that time, that will dictate whether you manifest or co-create what it is, what you want, or what it is that you don't want. So the fact of the matter is that our thoughts affect our energy and our energy affects our reality. So we're always co-creating and manifesting one way or the other. It's just a simple matter of whether we are manifesting what we want or are we manifesting what we don't want. And that's based on what our energy is. And that energy is dictated by our thoughts and what our vibration is. So sometimes we manifest greatness because we're living in a state of love and patience and commitment to what we want. We are being non-judgmental. We're being mindful and appreciative and enjoy. We're thinking those thoughts. We're taking aligned action in regards to those feelings. And we're walking the walk and talking the talk when it comes to those thoughts and those emotions. But we can also manifest lack when that's what we focus on. So when we focus on what we lack or why me, how could this happen to me? Why does that person have this and I don't? When we continue to focus on the negative and lack and the judgment for ourselves and for others and the chaos and the madness and the sickness, then we continue to create more of that because those thoughts become our energy and our energy creates our reality. Gabby Bernstein has a great quote. She says all the time, worry is a prayer for chaos. Meaning if you're worrying, whether it's in your head or out loud, especially out loud to other people, you are asking for more chaos. So if you're worrying, you're asking for that to happen. So when you have worry and chaos thoughts, you will have worry, you will have chaotic energy, and that will be what shows up in your daily experiences. So when we're in those low vibe, negative energy spaces, what do we do to kind of change things up? Because we all want to feel better and we don't want those negative experiences to be what we manifest. So how do we flip the script? One way of doing that is to use what Abraham Hicks called the emotional guidance scale. And it can be found in a book called Ask and It Is Given. So really quick, just a funny story about this book. So again, the title is Ask and It Is Given, which come to find out is pretty ironic. So um, I Amazon primed this book and it never showed up. It literally never showed up. And that doesn't happen often to me with Amazon Prime. I usually don't have any issues. So for weeks later, it still has not showed up. And normally I would send in a ticket to Amazon, but I thought, you know what? No, specifically because of the content of the book and because of the freaking title, I thought, no, it'll come at the perfect, most divine time. It will come when I need it. So I waited and I waited and there was a day, I believe it was the day that I purchased my website and I was still really new into my business and podcasting and I just didn't know kind of where I was going at. I just felt really new and discouraged by a lot of things. So I remember on my way home from work that day asking, guide, source, universe, I need a sign that I'm on the right track. Please let me know that I'm just on the right track with this business stuff that I am moving in the somewhat of a right direction. So no joke, as soon as I get home, now this is like Four weeks later, you guys, there is this book, Ask and It Is Given, on my freaking front porch. So I legit had chills. It was crazy. And I totally got it when I needed it. So the emotional guidance scale, moving on to it, is 22 emotions. And you can think of them existing kind of on levels. So number one is going to be the highest vibration emotions, the most positive ones that you can experience. 
Number two, 22 at the bottom includes the lowest energy emotions that you could experience. Now, there are some numbers or ratings, I guess, that have several emotions in one, but that part doesn't really matter. I'll get more into that later. And I'm also posting a visual on my website for this emotional scale because I'm a super visual person. I can't really jive or understand these things when I just listen to them. So I really need something visual to go off of. So I put the emotional guidance scale on a nice little just downloadable document for you guys, a nice little image that you can either print out or screenshot to your phone. So go to www.jennaoverbod.com. Make sure that you either before, now, or after this, um, go ahead and, and download that visualization and it will really help you just kind of seeing how everything works out. The link will also be in the show notes for this episode. So definitely check that out. And I'm going to also just go through each of the numbers and emotions here. My advice is when I go through them, try to feel what it feels like just even when you hear me say them. So when you experience the emotions just simply being spoken to you, they really do feel like they hold a different energy about them. So I know even as I was writing my notes about these emotions um, in this episode in general, like I felt the shifts. So imagine what your energy is like when you're actually feeling and embodying these negative emotions or these positive emotions. That energy is really going to have the potential to pack some serious power one way or another in terms of creating your reality. Really quick here before I get into the 22 emotions, I'm just going to pause and tell you guys about something else that makes me feel awesome on a daily basis. As I mentioned in the introduction, in addition to being a therapist, I'm also a certified personal trainer. I feel great whenever I'm able to meet my performance goals in the gym and something that helps me meet my protein goals for that is Magic Spoon Cereal. It's a protein packed, delicious adult version of some of our favorite childhood cereals. It's healthy cereal that seriously tastes too good to be true. Each serving has about 11 grams of protein per serving compared to those other cereals that only have one or two grams of protein per serving. Each serving also contains three net carbs compared to an average of 24 grams net carbs per serving with other cereals. Magic Spoon cereals are also grain-free, gluten-free, and free of artificial sweeteners and other funky ingredients. They have flavors like cocoa, frosted, blueberry, honey nut, and my favorite, peanut butter. Eli absolutely loves Magic Spoon cereal, and he's super picky, so I know the kiddos in your life will love it too. Give it a try at magicspoon.com and enter Jenna Overbaugh, one word, for free shipping on me. Happiness 100% guaranteed. Now back to the show. Okay, we are back to it with the 22 emotions ranging from highest vibration to lowest vibration, starting with number one, joy, appreciation, empowered, freedom, and love. Two, passion. Three, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness. Four, positive expectation and belief. Five, optimism. Six, hopefulness. Seven, contentment. Eight, boredom. Nine, pessimism. Ten, frustration, irritation, and impatience. Eleven, overwhelmment. Twelve, disappointment. Thirteen, doubt. Fourteen, worry. Fifteen, blame. 
16, discouragement. 17, anger. 18, revenge. 19, hatred and rage. 20, jealousy. 21, insecurity, guilt, and unworthiness. 22, fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness. So that's the layout of the scale. At the top of the scale, the most high vibe emotion and thoughts and energy you could have had would be the things including joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, and love. And at the very bottom of the scale, we have the most negative or low vibration energy and thoughts you could have, which would be fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness. In eight, I want you guys to remember eight. I put a, a little star or a little like line divider in my visual online on my website between boredom and the other ones because eight boredom is really tricky because boredom is where things start to go downhill. So anything kind of seven and above are considered feeling good and anything eight starting with boredom and down is considered feeling bad. So it's really at that point where you're either exuding a positive vibration and energy or whether you're exuding a negative energy. And therefore, whether you're manifesting greatness or lack into your life, depending on what it is that you're thinking and emoting at that time. So once you start to hit that eight, that boredom, if you're coming down from more positive emotions, that's a sign that things are starting to go downhill and to try to get yourself back to a place of even a slightly higher vibration emotion, such as contentment or even hopefulness. Now, in using the scale, you'll identify where you are emotionally with a certain situation, and you will literally try to just reach for the next best feeling thought. So if you're in a place of despair, for instance, what's the next best feeling thought that you can reach for that will maybe move you up a notch to say guilt or jealousy or revenge? You will not be able to immediately grab for high vibration thoughts and go from really low vibe thoughts like fear and grief to high vibe thoughts like joy and appreciation. And that is exactly why when you're feeling really low, it does not feel good to hear someone tell you to just be grateful or think positive because emotionally you're just not able to accept that vibration. You won't attract that thought or welcome that mentality because you're vibrationally not a match for it at that time. It's just too big of a jump. So instead of making huge jumps and trying to go from 22 to one, which won't be possible, all you need to focus on is how do I get from 22 to 21? How do I get from 21 to 20? And so on and so forth. Because even though feeling guilty and jealousy are still both really difficult and negative emotions, the emotional guidance scale would say that those emotions are at least somewhat higher of a vibration than the lower vibration of fear or grief or depression. And all we're trying to do is gradually move up the scale and get into a higher vibration place. It is possible to jump a few emotions up on the scale at once, so you don't have to go so incrementally that you go 22, 21, 20, and so on, but more than just a couple will be really difficult to do without feeling forced. It's, it's got to feel genuine. So I'm going to give you guys an example here straight from my own life. So the other day, I received news that Eli, my two-and-a-half-year-old, needs surgery. So it's not a super intense surgery and everything thank goodness will ultimately end up being okay, but it is something that needs done. So obviously when I got the call and was told that he would need to be put under for the surgery, that he would need a week of recovery, and also that he had to get a freaking COVID test before surgery, which somehow is the most anxiety provoking part for me, I felt really, really low vibe. 
So I've talked about it before in some episodes and in blogs, but just personally, FYI, I have really low tolerance. Like I believe a lot of moms do, and I'm probably not the only one. It kind of just comes with the territory, I guess. But I have really, really, really low tolerance, in my opinion, for Eli being in distress. So in the hospital early on, too, when he was a newborn, he had jaundice, and he had to do a ton of needle pricks and just, oh my gosh, like I would get completely sick to my stomach. I would almost throw up. I would break out on hives and just have panic symptoms. But Anyway, the thought of my son being under first surgery, being in pain, being scared, it really, really gets me emotional and makes me feel helpless. So I would say that I felt really low vibrationally and emotionally at that point, just lots of fear and despair and certainly powerlessness. So I'm at the bottom of the emotional guidance scale, I would say, and naturally I let myself feel that. I honored that feeling for some time. I literally just sat in my office where I got the phone call. And I let that feeling be there. So I didn't immediately try to chase it away. But when I, it was time to kind of make moves and, and time to start getting on with the show, I used the emotional guidance scale to gradually move my way into a better feeling vibration and emotion. And it went a little bit like this. So what about when he was younger? Was there anything that my husband and I could have done to help him avoid this surgery? So now we're at guilt, right? So a lousy emotion, mind you, but it's 21. So it's arguably a little bit of a higher vibration when it's compared to 22, fear and powerlessness. Then I start thinking about the doctors who looked at my son for this issue all his life, and I start to get angry with them. I start to feel some hatred and some rage and feel like they should have gotten a hold of this issue earlier. And so now I'm at hatred and rage, right? And I'm feeling that, and I'm already up a few notches from where I started, still a totally negative vibration. I'm still vibing negatives over here. So it's not a win, but it does feel a little bit like a relief. And the next best, best feeling thought after that is, you know, I hope the doctors did the best that they could. It just really sucks that this is the way it has to be right now. Feeling discouragement, right? So at 16, then I start to worry about what it will be like when he's at the hospital, how he will cope, how I will cope. So now I'm at 14. I'm at worry. I start doubting now, which is 13. There's no way he's gonna. this is going to go well. He's definitely not going to be chill for this COVID test. I don't care what this website says about pretending he's going to be like fro in Frozen like Elsa and telling him they're just going to get boogers up his nose. Like That's not going to fly with my kid. Now I'm at doubt, right? And even maybe just a little bit pessimism. So now we're up to nine. That's a big jump from where I was at 22. So now I'm really starting to feel a little bit of a vibrational lift. It still feels very heavy and real and uncomfortable, but it literally feels like a weight is kind of being lifted off my chest and like I can breathe just a little bit easier. So the next best feeling thought from there is, you know, Eli has surprised us before. He's gone to a lot of doctor appointments, just like the one he went to last week. He was a total trooper and he did a great job. So maybe he'll do great with this one too. So the, the doctor seemed really nice and relaxed about it and said that he would do a wonderful job, that it was a really simple procedure. So, and this is just literally in the matter of a few minutes of thinking and redirecting my thought process into a more positive thinking pattern. And, and guess what? It feels so much more legit and so much more realistic and genuine than if I was at 22 and someone told me to just be grateful or it'll be okay because... Again, it's it's like finding a radio station. So 
I wasn't open to finding the station of a high vibe emotion at that time when I was at number 22, but I was open to finding maybe something that would be closer to a 21. So then I got to 21 and then the 20 and so on and so forth. But going from 22 to to one would just not be real. Then I could take it even a step further and think things like, this is a surgery that Eli will appreciate later in his life. I know it will be uncomfortable for me, but I feel confident in my ability to do uncomfortable things especially for the sake of my kiddo. And I know absolutely that this is the best decision for him. And how cool is it that I have the confidence now as a mom, because I definitely did not used to have that confidence before. So that feels pretty great. And how great is it that I went through what I went through so that I have this clarity as a mom and have this confidence as a mom, even during something really difficult and emotional. So Now I'm at joy and appreciation, people. Now I'm feeling empowered and I'm feeling like a badass and I'm feeling grateful not only for this surgery, but for my experiences that made me into the mom that I am and being able to kind of navigate this really difficult situation. So I'm not kidding. This stuff works and it worked in the moment when I was going over this in my head, when I got that phone call and it works now, even kind of as I'm preparing my notes for the episode and as I'm kind of reliving it in my head. It felt literally heavy for me to talk about in the beginning of the story when the emotions were low and when things started to pick up vibrationally, the words just came out easier and I felt it in my heart. So no more just trying to get over something and just be grateful. So please, 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 no more of that. Let's try to be patient and more systematic with our emotions and with the emotions of others and just know that every increase in that scale, every little step forward is an improvement And you may not always get to one, right? That may not always be the end game, but you certainly can try. And like I mentioned before, I would definitely try to get above an eight at the very least, which is boredom, because that really tends to be the tipping point as far as whether you're attracting positivity or negativity and whether you're feeling good or feeling bad. So it's all about just finding new thoughts, just reaching for that next best feeling thought so that you can talk and think yourself into a better feeling and more positive emotion. And you can absolutely, can, you absolutely can do it. So you'll find that by going up the scale gradually, you'll start to feel improvements in your state of mind. You'll start to be able to let go of those negative vibration emotions more easily. You'll be able to truly manifest more positivity into your life because that's going to be what you attract. And my goal for all of you is to go to my website or the show notes and find the visual of the emotional guidance scale. And like I said earlier, print it out or save it on your phone and try to talk or think your way into a better, higher feeling vibration sometime today. It can be with anything. So something as serious as a surgery or a really heartbreaking issue or something as simple as getting cut off in traffic. It doesn't matter. So just give it a try and let me know what you think. And Just the last couple pieces here, as a counselor, I really like the emotional guidance scale because I think, I think sometimes we, we tend to think of just like, how do we cope? How do we cope? How do we get to, how do we get from feeling bad to feeling good? I don't think we really have anything that really puts our emotions in a rating system like this. So at least in the environment and population that I work with, Like I said, I feel like the goal is always to go from feeling negative to feeling better. And I don't know that that's always the best or most realistic goal to have. I think sometimes that big of a dramatic shift can sometimes make people 
potentially feel hopeless. Like, how do I possibly feel good about my situation? How do I possibly feel positive about my situation? And as a counselor, I think it's important to consider that some negative emotions are maybe, they're still negative, but still maybe a little bit better and more functional to experience than others, right? So for instance, boredom to me feels better and is obviously higher vibration than other things like depression and fear. So if we as counselors can maybe help our clients and the people we work with to think about emotions more broadly, maybe clients won't feel as hopeless when they are feeling negative because the goal then will be reorganized from, you know, it's not necessarily feeling joyful and appreciative and powerful. Sometimes the goal is to just feel less crappy and that might be more reachable for them, especially if they're in a really, really bad spot. And obviously as people in general, I think this is super applicable. I use it every day. And I would empower all of you to try to use it in your everyday life as well, and at least once today. So when you catch yourself feeling negative, really just think about the scale. So think about the concepts here and these practices and try to think your way into a better feeling thought. So it can have really radical effects on your life and not just how you feel and what you think, but also, like I said, because of the law of attraction it will affect what you attract and what you bring into your life. And I think that is just the coolest thing. So with that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I had a ton of fun with this one. So while you're at it, please check out some of my other episodes. And as always, let me know what other concepts you'd love to hear about. Let me know your questions. You can catch me on Instagram at jenna.overbaugh and be sure to check out my website at jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can stay updated on everything I have coming for you. And finally, if you have a second, please share this podcast with someone you know and love. And if you don't mind, please follow or subscribe and also rate my podcast. Subscriptions and ratings are how I keep the podcast going. And it's how all this information gets to people who need it who may otherwise not know about it. I really appreciate you all listening, and I hope you're able to use the emotional guidance scale at least once today. And as always, keep doing all the hard things.